You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got the kiln fired up. We've got the furnace prepped. We're about to unsheath the laser fire of Torah. Yes, Rizcha Daraisa is coming your way. But first, you've heard of me on this platform touting NRS, a great company whose many dedicated employees I get to see in action. NRS Pay has recently launched its new cost-cutting program called Cash Discount. The way it works is any vendor using NRS Pay Cash Discount has their sale register tabulating automatically a dual pricing, which offers customers a choice of a cash payment, which could result in up to a 4% discount over swiping their card. If your business meets the $18,000 a month threshold, there's absolutely no monthly fee to incur. NRS Pay Cash Discount makes it less expensive to accept credit cards, so you'll save money while helping your customers save at the same time. NRS is offering a time-limited deal right now on this state-of-the-art system. You'll get a free card reader with zero hidden fees, no long-term contract, and no early termination fee, which means you can switch your processing plan without penalty. NRS Pay is a proud part of the IDT Corporation that I've been associated with for over 10 years and has integrity built into its corporate DNA. I know its founder and officers and salespeople, and they truly stand by their product and will help you with live stateside-based customer service on any issue or question. Check nrspay.com for more information or call 833-289-2767. And now, Rizcha Daraisa, coming your way. Get ready. If it's Arab Shabbos Kodesh, the last Shabbos of the year, this must be a Rizcha Daraisa. I'm here with Rabbi Yosef Gabriel Bechofel. You know, one of the, the Uvdis of, of Rosh Hashanah is balancing the, uh, the festivity with the solemnity of Din. And of course, you know, these Psukim are, are, that we know from Sefer Ezra, Chemia, Lachu Achom Ashmanim Shesum Abtakim, Veshochu Monois, Leinochin Loi, Despite the Shita Sagoinim that the Rosh quotes about fasting on Rosh Hashanah, we all know that the Rosh Hashanah meal is, uh, it's sort of second, it's almost like the second most important nighttime meal for people. It's not exactly the Seder, and it could be that in the Deiris that instead of the Rosh Keves coming from an actual Bahama, and it could be not the brisket that we're waiting for is it's possible that there's going to be a push for genetically created meats. And you've informed me right before we started broadcasting today that there is already very close that they are very close to actually putting into the market genetically produced chicken that came from a stem cell that was teased scientifically into an actual edible piece of poultry. So they are, according to the article, according to what according to what I've seen, the um, the dafka are doing it with chicken and dafka taking the cell from an egg and dafka from an egg which no blood spot has yet developed. Now, by that we mean it has to be from a fertilized egg because otherwise you don't have the proper DNA. So they have to be fertilized egg, but which is still kosher and halacha until it develops a blood spot. So I have to take the cell from an egg before there was a blood spot, because then what's a blood spot is also trafer ready, since it's not Safra Mayara, which is actually uh, procreated. And uh, the reason I think from the egg is twofold, to avoid two issues. 
One is the issue of Eber uh, Minachai, and the other is the issue of Shechita. In other words, they're contending that if you take it from a live animal, the cells, it's a question of Eber Minachai. But on the other hand, if it's from a live animal, you do have to Shechita. So therefore, it's an egg, there's no Shechita. So that's how they take care of the two issues which they bring up. The question is whether these are real issues or not. In other words, I, 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 I think it's a judgment call. I think since we don't have a remote fine scene until he has somebody with the broad enough shoulders to tackle this judgment call, nobody wants to do it. But the judgment call would be, say, even a tack applied to a cell. Even Bussum is really going to be Bussum in a high, right? Bussum applied to a cell, to sub, uh, uh, something which you can't see. Now, of course, once grow, when you take the cell, they then grow it in a petri dish into chicken meat. So maybe the kind of that this entire chicken meat now became Avon Menachai, Abbas Menachai. But to me, it sounds like Yeshlach Mirbadoichak. The other issue, of course, is the, the, that according to this, you'll never be able to use beef because beef is <laughs> anything you take is Chayim and Shechita. There's no such thing as an egg. So therefore, automatically, the issue of Eminachai and the issue of Absim Shita would appear. And of course, there's the, the other related question is whether it has a shame buster mamish or shame buster if mamish also. Right. Yes, they actually, so they, they decide that this chicken is bisari, which is also a major chiddish because mechtese, artificial chicken. Especially, you know, as we know, the Basaroif is only also in the Rabban, and it is a very Fomerdike. It's the Rambam's example of the, you know, the, the, the Siog, Shaosu Chachomim, but it's still far to the Rabbana. And to be Machlit 100%, I guess, they, they, you know, that it's Basar, I guess it's not really creating tremendous hardships for people, but I think there's, there's now. No, it's creating tremendous hardships here, because I think maybe there's deep down what Brunner is to do with this. You can't have cheeseburgers. And one of the big miles of this meat would be to have cheeseburgers. It's, it's really that delectable Yetzirah that we've been hearing about us American kids our whole lives. You know, one thing I think it's very, you know, Eretz Yisrael, of course, is still very poultry-based. You know, in Eretz Yisrael, their chulans are made from chicken. Their niknakim are from chicken. They are very, they didn't have meat for a long time. And the, and the, the incredible difference in price between poultry and meat was was immense, and therefore I, I guess this is something that concerns the B'nai Yisrael a lot. I, I was actually hardened by seeing this involvement. To me, this is like an example of really trying to wrestle with a modern modern issue and applying the the halachic glasses to that. I think it's 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 actually great. The names I saw mentioned. You're right. It's not Ramosha Feinstein. It's not Rav Waldenberg. Uh, but the right people, you have Rav Herschel Schefter and Rav Osher Weiss, who are who clearly, you know, came out as, uh, during the COVID era as, you know, the two poles of, of halachic guidance. So, but this comes back, you know, uh, the two, uh, the, the vinegar shiloh, which came up after Moshe was Nifter. After Moshe was Nifter, I think the Kosh sent the shiloh to see the Kosh army saw what, what, how, how, what a loss it had been. That uh, summer, after Moshe was nifter, and they found out that in most of the mustard in the world, they had been using wine vinegar, which was uh, not kosher wine vinegar. And they say that the, this, the, the, a lot of this product had been under the hexer of 
the okay. They put vinegar in mustard, right? And other products. Mustard was a prime issue of contention. But we know that Yain Nesach is Batal Echad Bashesh. So now the Shaila was this we're buying vinegar. There was way less than a, a sixth of it in the in the mustard. Do we say the same thing by wine vinegar that we say by wine? By wine vinegar, wine, we say it's Batal Echad Bashesh. What about wine vinegar? We say since it's derived from uh, uh from wine, so uh Right, Or do we say no? And this is does haste this can wine? Does haste wine vinegar? And wine vinegar is not going to be bought till perhaps even bishishi because it's you know it's like a tavlin. This is never resolved. Nobody had, nobody was able to say it, and there was no remotion. So here too, this is a similar thing. It seems to me, Claude, that you can't call call sub molecular sub. Not visible cells, Avraminachai or Flacian for that matter. Right. I mean, clearly, definitely not according to the the, the, the simple reading of the Psukim and the Chazal about the 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 cruelty that's involved in Avraminachai, right? And again, I don't want to use time of the, the Kruh to go back to be Magdirit, but if you read any of the, the Rishonim about why this is such an essential, uh, uh, one of the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nei you see that it has to do with a, a savagery of dealing with these with these living things. When you have something that has never developed into an actual uh, sentient living thing, then it would be strange just because there's organic material there to say this haste aver menacha. Say a good and I agree with you. This is brand new technology. Nobody knows what to do with it. So the safest thing to do is to say blah blah blah. Let me take this in another direction. As much as, you know, I extolled the idea of, of relishing that brisket on Rosh Hashanah, and I, and I work for a company that Baruch Hashem gives me a little parnosa because of all the meat that I'm constantly uh, coming into contact with. I, I believe, however, that maybe one of the tzitzos, the positive tzitzos of this technology, is that we wouldn't have to submit so many animals to shechita. We would not have to live with the bloated cows and the flatulence that that creates all that carbon terror uh, on the farms, it, this in many ways would would satisfy uh, the the cries of animal cruelty. Uh, we all know what goes on in poultry farms. These monstrous, barbaric-looking chickens, sometimes with 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 barely a head, just this this engorged, gigantic body. That is that is grown to let them live like this this hunking Frankenstein, and then just get it to the shechita in order to produce this 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 exquisite quality of, of 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 chicken meat. This might be the death knell for that for that type of life. Many times, Rav Yosef, I have been asked when people have sort of questioned my my love and fealty to Rav Cook. And people said, what about what he says about the, the Yemaisa Mashiach, that we're not going to eat meat, and there's not gonna, it's not going to, people will be, uh, will be living a more vegetarian life. No, Baruch Hashem, this might be what he means. The, it, it's clear that, that although, you know, animals that are shechted in the Beis Hamikdosh, they, they reach an aliyah that, that's, that's, that's important for them, and the Tachos Achayim, but maybe to the extent that, that we have it now, it will be a wonderful thing. If we could perhaps stop doing this, and, and maybe once once our brainy people get their 
hands on this material, they'd be able to to eliminate all the negative effects of red meat and all these other things. This sounds to me that if we steward this in the right way, this could be not only a, a, a way to get meat in a cheap way, but a harbinger of that type of utopian world that Rav Cook predicted for us. Yeah, Rabbi Avram, I am so impressed that you would take the same side of an issue as Peter. Wow. <laughs> um, so I, who's the woke one now? <laughs> it's not in a militant fashion. It's that when, <laughs> when, when, when I'm not ready to start blowing people up, uh, you know, because I want to save a chamor. But, but Lamaisa, if this is Taka and Ubda, you know, again, again, the images, Rabbi Yosef, are, are brazen. This wasn't the derech of Chazal when they were, uh, they're shefting, you know, Katsuyu Kayao. Definitely the, the, the industrial revolution has unleashed not only tremendous greed and, and, and power, uh, desire on, on the part of the owners of these companies, but has also resulted, you know, in, in, in a very inhumane, uh, approach to the way we bring from the farm to the food on our table. I want to tell you that, uh, in this regard, I was looking for takeout food for Shabbos, and I saw on, you know, Wesley Kosher website, so capon. I knew capon is a type of chicken, but I was curious this time to look up what kind of chicken it is. Capon is a castrated rooster. So how do we have, co- I, uh, I, I know Empire grows its own chickens. They can't grow capon, right? Because they would have to castrate the chickens. And you bring up a, a good question. Do they, they probably, you know, they purchase the animals probably from, uh, from chicken farmers. And, uh, I would assume that's the way that they skirt any halachic issues of being Masaris. Yeah. So, yes. So this would be actually be a problem, as I think is it's clear from accepted halacha that Sirius, because of the Artsakham Lisasu, applies even for the Oifes. So I assume, like I said, they probably do purchase it from, from, from other sellers. But again, you know, this gets into the, right, the foie gras, the way the foie gras is developed. And even though Chazal were very aware of it, the Shulchan Aruch mentions about stuffing the food down these pipes of these animals. And in fact, it got, you know, it would seem that the Nefesh Ayofa is Seyuedis Mizeb is It's interesting. This mind I saw here from Rogeshen Ariely, so an early, early Noam, he said, I think it's his own Kiddush. He said, yeah, he says, you saw she see race of, or go see race avuro, nearest to Osula home, Menu Mutarakli Sol Acher. Because you asked him to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ramesha has a shuba about veal. Tendler told him that veal is mostly trafe. His son in law, Rabbi Tendler, told him veal is mostly trafe because the way they raised him. So he asked him, veal. We know that's not true. They're not mostly trafe. So a lot of people say you should not eat veal because of ethical issues of uh, Tsar Balichaim. Because they're grown under very, very... And I don't think we and Riska are together with Shmuley Yankowitz and, and the rest of the crew in terms of having a whole different Kashra standard. Well, you're the member of Peter, not me. I, I view it in a sociological fashion. We all know that uh, Pittsburgh, right? What is Pittsburgh known to you as? I don't know, so I do a steel? The steel city, yes, very good. Bing, 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 50 points. It no longer is, however... Because steel manufacturing is no longer anything close to what it was. You remember, of course, the Gary steel mills in, in Chicago as we would make our way out of Chicago to New York, right? You remember that? 
all of those U.S. Steel and that whole what's now known as the Rust Belt. And part of the reason is, is because those industries have moved to other areas. So what did Pittsburgh do? Pittsburgh became a high-tech area. It became a, a mecca of people who didn't want to move to the left coast, and they wanted to work in computers and, and other things. So Pittsburgh became a thriving center. This type of adaptation that a city, a community can do, we as a society can do as well. It, it needs to be done in an organic fashion. So if it's true that this technology can produce in a safer, more effective way, and I can tell you the type of safeguards we here at Abel's use, it is, it is to the extreme. Because we're dealing with so much live organic meat matter, I am sure that in this new type of meat, we are going to have to use tremendous capital to invest to create this product. But on the other end, in terms of the processing, in terms of the the intense infrastructure necessary, it's going to be much easier. And, you know, we are, I think this is the dawn of of, 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 like, as I said. Well, interesting. I see you want to, you want to tie in this development to Yemois Mashiach because of Rav Kook. That's exactly what I want to say. What I, what, what I was trying to say is Rav Kook is Nishka Narisha that says, oh, we're going to eat plants. Rav Kook, yeah, right? What Rav Kook meant was that... Yes. Well, I would say yes, but he wasn't able to be Megala that. Like all Balei Ruach HaKedosh, you need to know who you're speaking to. We want to extend to our tremendously expanding, growing body of listeners, a Ksivach Simateva, a Guka Venture. It means a lot when we get your feedback. We end up in, in very far-flung areas of, of this country and of the world, and we are hearing that uh, you appreciate, in so many levels, uh, what we do here. And uh, you wanted to ask me something? Yes, I want to ask in, in the spirit of the Yomino, uh, upcoming Yomino Royal, what Kabbalah's Mishra Daraisa should be a Kabbalah stuff this coming year? I, I actually have been thinking about it. We we have been accused by persons of, as being hackers. We've also been asked, are we not pushing the boundaries of Loshon Hara? And, and I would say that the boundaries of Loshon Hara have actually, as uh, as, as, as Ralph Feldman wrote in his book, Daniel Feldman, the boundaries of Oshanara have already been pushed in, in such a different way in our door. The world of instantaneous communication and means and videos, really, really, it's, it's a whirlwind. I could see how the Chochetz Chaim, even before he turned his immense intellectual powers to Shulchan Aruch, would probably write a whole contrast about, you know, the way things have changed in terms of Apitlas and the way people's ideas. And I think people need to be careful in terms of applying the old adages of, of Cherem to a new situation. So I, I hope that we will be as honest and as Nemon to, to our own best part of ourselves, even while we do deal with the latest, uh, you know, sock that we sort of didn't think was correct or 
the way we felt a certain godel was perhaps mishandled. Instead of taking on a kabbalah sheker and saying, you know, we we hereby will now uh everything we do to you know things that nobody can feel or any way insulting or or pushing the envelope. I, I think we have to be firm in our commitment to do things with Tayelis. I think we are the Cape Crusaders. <laughs> well, again, I, I am definitely not going to play Robin to you. There's no question about that. <laughs> I am not going to put on pixie boots, <laughs> a little mask, and run around. Maybe instead of being the, the, the Cape Crusaders of Batman and Robin, maybe it would be the world's finest. Which of course was that was the that was the great team up of, of of Superman and Batman, the ultimate pushing intellectual detective, and you know the good hearted, uh, muscular, powered person. I guess. Look, I don't know. You want to be Superman or Batman? You're not sure, right? No, I I I, I think Batman because more I'll be there forever. Uh, you with Batman? Okay, good. And I I will I will um, what will I be? I will sort of relish, I will sort of relish in the sort of mystical beyond world that, that could, could hatch a being that, uh, to aspire to that, uh, that Sadik, that Sadik from beyond who's there, of course, just to be mouthing the Foshes. So we won't have an episode uh, next week uh, as, of course, as we talk to you, but we hope to be able to put something out, Maseris Mechuva, that you should hopefully be able to hear, uh, as we come into Sukkot. Uh, I'll be also taking my trip to Eretz Yisrael again, where we hope to be able to bring in some of the uh, Gedele Hadas who will hopefully join us on this uh, program. And once again, a uh, good convention. Take care. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.